0: Guess who, and guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's Proper Pies, meet-and-greet and and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atsuka's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7pm till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix.
1: We interrupt your regularly scheduled whatever you're doing to bring you a special 30-minute edition of Footy Prime, the podcast slash footy garage. With Jose Mourinho being fired and the new Super League on the horizon, what will the boys think? Let's find out this week on Footy Prime slash garage podcast. Let's get this party started.
2: Well, you know things are going really shitty. Well, we have a special podcast on a Monday slash Tuesday for you. But yes, it's Fully Prime. Thank you for joining us. I am James Sharman. Um, in the little box to my right is Dan Wong. In the little box to his right is, is uh, Craig Forrest. In the little box to his right is Danny Diccio. <laughs> oh, dude, she look like some kind of uh, convicted killer hiding out in a halfway facility. Beside him is Brendan Dunlop and JC, the voice bender. beside Brendan Dunlop. Hello, fellas. Good Tuesday. Is it?
0: No, it's not. It's really, I mean, really bad. Danny is reflective of all of us right now in a dungeon of depression.
2: No, listen, obviously, we're here for, for a couple of big stories, breaking this Sunday and Monday, which was yesterday. The Super League, of course, really... Uh, being the main story across world sports. Um, this, and this thing's constantly evolving right now, but get ready, I think for months and months of courtroom battles, because this thing isn't going away. This is more than just a threat in the past. We've, we've heard the threat and the rumor of a super league, a breakaway league, of course. Um, but it's never come to the point of having documents of intent being signed. Um, and of course, a formal announcement with those clubs releasing statements, um, of course, doing no media, around those statements because they're all cowards. But, um, you know, the, the, the word cynical being mentioned, uh, greedy, poisonous, even evil. Um, the UEFA president, Alexander Seferen, said it's like spitting in the eye of football fans. Um, Craig, what were your initial thoughts when you first heard this break?
1: Unbelievable. I Honestly, we've heard about it coming for a long time, and I guess when you think about it, uh, it was inevitable that they were going to have a go. They were going to try to do this. The timing of it during a pandemic, uh, taking it in advantage basically uh handpicking the whole sense of this new league and relegation and, and the spread of the money too is not equal it's uh it is uh, sinister and it would really affect world football in, in a negative way only a few very few would actually benefit from it and they would benefit hugely but this is billionaires flexing their muscles at a time when i hope that football fans can stand up because this is the only way we can do this is if everybody's united and that includes includes the clubs that are chosen in this Super League um, that they get together and they put a stop to it. That's the only way and I just hope that they're not so rich that they can't fail but we'll see because there's going to be a lot of legal wrangling as well around this and it's terribly disappointed but also on the other hand after seeing what's happened the players, the management, the clubs and the virtually the United stand so far against it is pretty incredible to see when during a really a bad time when the world is split and divided in so many ways that when it came to this so far, it's been, it's been pretty much 99% in favor. There's been a couple not cases that are ignorant and they really don't understand football and the whole system around it. And then on the other hand, let's face it. We're not trying to say that FIFA and UEFA are clean by any stretch. I mean, the world cups in Qatar, there's only one reason for that. That wasn't about the game and growth of the game. So let's be honest uh, there. But at the same time, I think we have to protect the system and this is uh, and, and not the right way to go about it and it's disappointing and I hope that it creates a uh, storm
2: that it has yeah it's a good point we understand that UEFA and FIFA are hardly Snow White themselves they're also extremely greedy we know that um, people were saying that the, the formation of the Premier League back in 92 again what was pure greed but this this stage, this is different isn't it this seems to be attacking the, the, the real culture of, of professional football across the world not just uh, in the Premier League? Well, to be
3: quite honest, fellas, the Premier League's been pretty boring as of late. The last two or three years, it's lost its little bit of pizzazz, in my opinion. So maybe getting rid of these big six or whatever they call themselves might do us a little bit of favor, you know? (laughs) I just, for me, it's like, I don't know. Like, if they want to do it, go let them do it. Go let them do it and let them fall flat on their fucking ass and then slowly come back because for me the players and managers have been media trained to the point where they have no personalities whatsoever at the moment. They're too afraid to speak their mind or have a bit of fun at the risk of backlash or offending someone. I want rivalries, fellas. I want people butting heads. Hatred, passion and controversy like I need oxygen because it's just been far too shite at the moment with this Premier League and this falseness. I want to get back to some passion
2: do you think do you think they'll come back though do you think the Premier League say this thing goes ahead and they lose the battles in court do you think the Premier League if they were able to would um, expel these clubs from the Premier League would that be the smart thing to do
3: yes let them go let them go let them go go get their 3.5 billion let them go play week in week out will be very very boring they'll lose a whole bunch of fans and they'll slowly try and come back to the Premier League, which used to be the best league in the world and the most exciting league in the world. But as I said, it's lost its pizzazz in the last two or three years, in my opinion.
2: Okay, B, so so the Premier League teams you know, involved, they get kicked out. Do you really think there's going to be an audience and, and a strong crowd to watch this Super League amidst this furor around world football? My, my, my concern is, my cynicism is this, you know, it's all very well saying, yeah, how dare they? It's going to be a disaster. But these are, these are sporting consumers, and they're not, they don't care about the legacy fans. They care about the, the fans they can grow, they can get moving forward. I still think that, and it pains me to say it, but if this Super League goes ahead, you're going to see fans in the stands when Real Madrid take on, you know, Barcelona in Classico Clasico four times a year, or Man United play Liverpool four times a year yeah you're going to see it but that's also because they're
0: paid and expected by the governments in Saudi Arabia and Qatar to fill those stadiums and turn up i Actors. think that that's that's where a lot of these you know matches will be played and if they were to do a, a breakaway league fully and be separated from their domestic leagues or booted out of their domestic leagues really what you're going to see happen i think and this is what's comforting for football fans and i understand danny's frustration and you know players and Managers being media-washed and not really showing their personality and their true thoughts, but you are seeing it. You're, you know, you're seeing it maybe not as direct as we would like, but you're seeing that they're not on board with this. And I really think that I'm not going to say that someone on three hundred thousand a week would be willing to leave that gig and hoping that you know Everton or Fulham or one of the remaining fourteen in the prem would be able to pick up that salary. But I think you're going to see a lot of players not want to participate in this. That's where the power will come from in the clubs not being able to succeed and do this because you're not going to have a unanimous front within your own squad and you're and you're seeing that already the division that this has caused i feel like the best description is this idea is just an avalanche of destruction you've got ex players hating uh and 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 beefing with with current managers you've got certainly rifts within the the dressing rooms i'm sure about all of this um you know keep the rivalries alive like goalkeepers versus strikers you know as we had last week the great Ben between those two. That that's the that's the rivalry that I want to see. I think there's there's so much division right now um you know within this and uh it, it, but it does really side on the side of uh less people I think being being eager for this. The only people that are game are the the uh, those in the ivory tower that put this together.
2: Well Stefan yeah, said today that if if you guys go ahead the footballers will not be allowed to play in World Cups or European championships or other champions leagues, any of their tournaments they can't play in it. Craig let me ask you this as a former footballer. These guys get paid, you know, obscene amounts of money anyway, right now. They can make a lot more in a Super League potentially. However, if that is true, I don't know if it's even legal that they could say you can't play for England, you can't play for Italy or Spain or whoever it's going to be. Um, but but do you think that threat of yanking them from those tournaments would be enough to, to provide some solidarity for, within, the, within the players and the player base say, no, we're not doing it?
1: Well, that's a difficult one for the players. Now you're putting them in a really tough position. Very unfair. We'll play Leeds. If if Klopp had not actually found out what she said, he just found out at the same time as we did. That's like that's insane that these owners are putting these player players and managers in a position that they shouldn't. Right at the end of the season, to do this now. You're right. I'm not sure legally. I've heard some things legally that they might not be able to stop it, but the threat of it alone might be enough, at least temporarily, not to allow to stop that from happening. I do wonder uh, about PSG. Um, The World Cups in Qatar, they don't want to piss FIFA off at this stage. My bet is by bringing PSG into it.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. And even if... Even if, even if they did and the players are taken out of their international teams, that won't reflect well in the World Cup. And they want to fill those stands. Although, like B said, they can quite easily fill those stands, optically at least.
1: Sure. Well, and you know, another big thing with uh, what we've seen, and, we, and I've said it a lot, is that they should be vetting. And I was happy when Newcastle didn't get the, the Saudi Arabian owners because and then they, put a, they need to put a stop to this and vet them better. There has to be a morality clause somewhere because you look what's happened. Uh, people warned the Man United fans. Man United fans were saying no to the Glazers. There was oh no 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 right. And now look at the big plan. And you got these Americans. You got Cronky. Who, who do you think he gives a flying shit? He moves St Louis to LA. He, you know, <laughs> like they're not happy with him. He does not care. He's, he's basically snuffleupagus. Nobody ever sees him. It's enough just for the money. Crazy. Like it really is all around, and it's just basically bullying everybody and trying to put football. Uh, into one
3: league guys at the end of the day if you're a kid a street kid from brazil or you're a a boy that's been brought up by a single mother from the little fucking hood in london at the end of the day you're going to want to get paid whether you're playing in the super league the premier league nhl nba your career is short you're a piece of meat craig knows this as a football player so it doesn't matter where you're playing Okay, whatever your owner or your boss is telling you to do, even Tuchel from Chelsea came out and said it today. He said, I have got no opinion on this. I just know that my employees, my owners will make the best decision for Chelsea Football Club. They can't say anything. Klopp today. He wanted to lose his shit with the T-shirts that were put in the changing room before the game. He couldn't do it. These guys are handcuffed. At the end of the day, they have to get paid. These guys have to get paid. And unfortunately, the guys leading the clubs are the guys that are at fault here. We can't blame the players. We can't blame the head coaches as well, Craig.
1: No, you're absolutely right, DJ. and I don't think we will. And I don't think people will put pressure on them. Well, they shouldn't. There'll be, a, there'll be a percentage that will, but I don't think they should. And leave them out of it because, again, it really has nothing to do with them. It's really their supporters that need to support the players as it is. And then they have to take their, their signs out of Anfield and all these other places and support the Premier League and the structure of football as it is, where you have a, a dream of like West Ham potentially playing in the Champions League, Klopp said it himself. Like what? Spurs? Super League? Arsenal? Why did they fire uh, Jose? What the hell? It doesn't matter. There's no relegation.
0: Well, maybe there was a conversation had about the Super League and maybe, you know, Daniel Levy couldn't trust Jose Mourinho being around at this period to, you know, not speak his mind and not be honest. And I wouldn't be surprised As if there was you know, some motivation from the other clubs involved that said, look, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some motivation from other clubs involved that said, you know, look, Daniel Levy, if you want to part with Jose Mourinho, do it now because we can't trust him. He's a loose candidate. We can't have him talking about this league that we're going to profit from and swim in
2: bags of money forever. I think I think they're fighting because of their shit this year. quite frankly and now the 15 million pound payout who cares because they're making 350 million in <laughs> kickoff next time around. And that's what's one of the crazy points about this whole thing, you know, they they extend this carrot to the rest of the league saying, we'll give you five spots. Five spots every, every season for for a winner, a league winner. So, let's say for example, Leicester oh, wow, we won the Premier League, whatever it's worth. We're going to the Super League for one year, and we're playing teams that have a payroll even bigger than they are now. They will dwarf them. You'll be at a huge, huge disadvantage to start with. Basically, you're going to be cannon fodder. And if you do win, let's say Leicester finally somehow find a way to win this Super League on their first year in there, they win about $50 million, $50 million. They can make three times that playing in the Champions League right now because all the money is going to the teams when they first set foot on the field. It's like a welcome payment each year, not a payment for meritocracy for winning anything. It's just so disingenuous to me.
1: You're right. It would be like if Leicester did win it, it would actually, I, I read that the way it's set up, that it would actually make less money than Barcelona just for appearing in it. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's really top-sided. It's These guys
2: must think everyone's idiots, eh? Oh, they'll, they'll buy into this, you know? sure it makes although that, that, that enormous amount of money being thrown around you know billions hundreds of billions of dollars being thrown around Oh, that will acquiesce the the proletariat no it won't people are seeing through this i think they've i think the naivety is that these owners are I don't realize they're taking on 100 years of cemented football culture and people aren't going to just roll over i don't think and i understand these what you're saying as far as you know get paid but they're getting paid now it's not as if players are underpaid at the moment right so would, do you think there's any chance, any chance to, of, of a statement being released with the player union coming out and saying, listen, we're not about this. We're, I signed for Man City to play in the Champions League with all that history and the Premier League. I didn't sign for Man City to play in this upstart franchise model Super League. Any chance they'll get together and, and do that? Because that might be the only way it won't happen if legally they've covered all their bases.
3: I think so. I think you'll see some maybe older players um, that are coming towards the end of their career maybe push that along with the the players' football union. Um, I really don't see any players at the peak of their career or younger players but just because I feel they might be scared or the club have definitely had conversations with their players already, Shams. This isn't like uh, a shock reaction for these Players playing for these clubs—they've probably known about this for a long time now.
2: You think so? Clubs um, I mean, that yeah. he found out yesterday.
3: Yeah, of course he's going to say that to the press. Come on. You think you think clubs are wiser men than that, Shams?
2: Well, I mean, I think if from what he said today, he comes in and goes, "I found out yesterday." I don't know what to say. I don't like it. He's kind of going against his owners still, right? He's not, you know, cutting up to his owners. He's being didn't quite that, critical.
1: Didn't Alex Ferguson also say that he knew nothing
2: about it? Yeah, he did. Fergie was quite um, adamant against it. I saw actually a great quote. I wish I had it now. A great quote from Fergie saying, this is the end of football, as we know. It's terrible. It's going to hurt the pyramid, blah, 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 blah. And it was from 1992 when he was talking about the Premier League.
3: (laughs) So, Guys, uh, I'm talking about what we're worried about now with a Super League. But didn't this happen in 92 with Sky taking over everything as well, Craig? So, like, I, I tweeted something with Gary Neville yesterday. I thought it was a really good conversation that he had or it was a, a good message which he was trying to relay but at the end of the day sky and those kind of media companies in in england and italy and Ger- well not even germany because germany are not in it they're more worried than the actual football clubs and the fa as well because they, they're they're going to lose a huge amount of money if these top six from england and italy and spain wherever now join the Super League, and they have the rights to broadcast
2: their own TV games now as well. So- but that's why it's messy, right? Because say, say you signed a new deal to show Premier League games starting next year for three years, and suddenly you find out, oh, but maybe there will be no United and no Liverpool. Like, wait a minute, I didn't sign this deal. I didn't negotiate this rate to not have those teams feature in, in my Saturday morning kickoffs
3: so you <laughs> in take this case Canada. The, you take the $150 million back from those teams? <laughs> You spread it out to the rest of the group. And as, as I said, let them go their merry way. Get their 3.5 billion, whatever they're getting, for being the new formation clubs in this league. And you build the Premier League back up again. You build Serie A back up again. And you're going to have fans support those clubs a lot more. I just...
2: But can you, though? Do you, do you Can you, though, can. build it up again, though, without those teams? Those six teams yeah. in England, those three big ones in Italy and Spain? I mean, they've been in those leagues for forever. Yeah, I do.
0: Not think, the way in which we've seen it. Go ahead, Deech.
3: I think the clubs will, there's there's enough community clubs and enough clubs in England where you can bring the real supporters back. in. you'll see clubs you clubs lose support and slide back over to the community clubs where they're local. Manchester United is supported by probably fifty pence fifty uh, percent Mancunians and fifty percent all over all over the UK. You know, Liverpool, the same, probably got 25, 30% of people coming outside of Merseyside to support
2: them. So the part, the part of the, sorry, Craig, go ahead.
1: They'll be, they'll be hoping that the the supporters around the world, which are plenty, um, will be able to support this. You imagine from a pay-per-view standpoint,
2: they will too. Right? Yeah, they will. That's the I thing, can't the see thing, the global fans will support it more than perhaps the domestic fans.
0: I just cannot see these leagues uniting to uh, kick these teams out of their domestic leagues and trusting that they'll be fine without them. I just can't see that happening. I I certainly don't see Spain and Italy having the stones to unite with the Premier League and the the PFA and say, you know what? Yeah, we're going to oust Real Madrid, Barcelona and Atletico. I just can't see that happening.
2: Well, I mean, isn't part of the appeal of these leagues is that you're seeing the best of the best. That's why the Premier League is the biggest league in the world. That's why Serie A was for so many years the best league in the world. They had the best players in the world. Do you think they can sell a league knowing that just across the pond, every now and again in our home soil, there's, there's 15, 20 teams with the best players in the world playing every week? I mean, how do you compete against that? People still want to see the best players, right? It's like, would you rather watch AHL or NHL?
1: Well, this is it, and they want to create that. I think the money's being backed up by J.P. Morgan. American financing, like, tons and tons of money. It's a big risk for them. Um, it's amazing how the Americans, you know, with all these American owners, I mean, I believe Milan is also owned by Americans. Inters, Chinese-owned. We um, got Russian ownership. But American influence absolutely everywhere. They don't can't wrap their head around this relegation promotion thing. Can't wrap their head around it. They want to protect it, just like they do. You know, and when you think about it from a North American standpoint, the NHL, the NHL and hockey, they want to grow. It's very difficult to do that, as we know, just you know, for the expense of it. But. If they were smart, they would have a bunch of divisions and the AHL would be able to come up and get into the NHL and the, you know, the three worst teams get relegated and so on and so on. That won't happen because the NHL, how the owners are going to protect it. And the NBA is the same, NFL is the same. They treat clubs as franchises, they move them around whenever they please. And it
2: works. It does work though, because that's what we're used to here, right? But I don't think anyone can argue that the best system, from a sporting standpoint, is the pyramid, right? The open competition. I think they that, don't care about that. No, they don't care about it. No, they, they, they want cost certainty, right? That's why they want to guarantee themselves every year this money's coming in, no matter how bad they are. Which is why Spurs and Arsenal are laughing right now.
1: Yeah. And they're what's laughing? next? What's next? They get in, say they allow this deal, or they go through, then the next thing they're like. Oh, you won't let us in the World Cup. Well, how about we just make a World Cup with all the players that we have in the Super League and make our own World Cup and sell rights to that?
2: I can't see that happening. No matter no matter what ends up, you know, coming out of this, I cannot see World Cups and and, uh, Euros being affected. When push comes to shove, they'll figure something out because there's just too much money, right? They already have the super league. They make bucket loads. It's called the
0: international champions cup. And it's this preseason tour that they've created solely to make money by putting (laughs) legendary soccer teams in legendary American football stadiums so that they can walk out with a gate revenue of eight to 10 million, but that's not good enough. And it's because the competition isn't high enough because it's preseason. That's how the clubs treat this. So it's, that it's not as much money as these owners think they could actually make. So the hell with FIFA, the hell with UEFA, let's break away to ourselves. But honestly, I'm not even thinking about the actual gameplay and the functionality of it because I just cannot see how we'd get there.
2: No, I know. Um, I think B might be the most cynical out of all of us today, actually. Um, almost as cynical as he is, his internet feed is bad.
0: <laughs> you don't know. It could be your internet feed. You don't know if it's your internet feed. Well, everyone is else bad, is breaking up.
2: It's just yours. He's breaking up for some
0: reason. My mic is too good. That's it. You're thinking
2: that you could be Premier League champion, your Villa could be Premier League champion this season if some of those threats come to fruition and they, they dock points and relegate teams. Think about that, B. Would it count? Would it be an asterisk beside it? No, absolutely not. This would be <laughs> everything. We can't oh, he's catch West Ham. Heavy. There's two other, too many teams ahead of us. Hey, listen, we should uh, before we leave here, we should definitely touch more on Jose Mourinho being canned today. Um, what will his... What is his legacy now? What is Jose Mourinho moving forward, Dietsch? Is is he still going to be a guy that will be at the top of most clubs' lists? Or is this one tarnished too many?
3: I, I thought personally that the last club, Manchester United, was the one that tarnished him the most. And I was very surprised that he got the job at Spurs as soon as he did. But they were searching for trophies. And they thought that Jose would deliver. Now, for me, the the timing of this is really, really crazy because they have the cup final next week against Man City. Maybe they feel bringing someone in is going to maybe enlighten the group and push them on to bring in their first trophy in, I don't know, donkey's years. But I just feel that this could be his last one song in the Premier League. I still think he's capable of getting a job in Portugal, in Italy, Spain, but I really feel that he wants to maybe try his hand at international football now, Danny. I don't know if you feel that Portugal could be a good fit for him maybe after this next Euros. If they don't have a good tournament, maybe they call upon him and he tries his hand. I think national team would suit Jose. I really do. Um, He's stalwart and just he's not with the players every day. I just see like a huge kind of conflict now with... Jose and the players, when he's leaving them out, there's rumors of Manchester United players hating him because of some of his behaviors against them, Pogba. And I just feel being an international manager, you only see them three or four times a year for a short period of time. I think he could handle that a lot better now.
1: Hey, Deach, was he uh, technically the first Super League manager to get fired?
3: Uh, Maybe. Jose Mourinho.
1: I wonder if behind the scenes he was uh, not happy about and was going to speak up, like you said, Danny, about this publicly and how that would affect the team. Uh, they got a big game, you know, game coming up in, what, six days. Yeah, you know, who knows? We'll find out. Jose will not keep quiet. No no matter
2: what. I'm going to bank that he's still the biggest mercenary out there and that he will be waiting for the opportunity to coach in a Super League if given the opportunity. So he won't say a word. That's my bet. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet.
0: I also agree with Dietz that I think international football would be great for him. And he famously said international management is an old man's job. And he's an old man now. So, yeah, I'd I'd welcome it. Although I, I do worry with the young players that Portugal has and the potential that Portugal has if maybe he's past it. Maybe he isn't the right fit for the... Golden generation that they have.
2: Whose cat's dying, by the way? And you want to keep hearing a cat meow like going crazy? Maybe it's mine. Maybe it's you, yours. Do you have a cat that you should <laughs> check out? <laughs> I have got cats.
0: I regularly feel insecure amongst you lot, but since I have this microphone that I cannot trust and this dodgy connection, thanks Rogers, I haven't been able to make a phone call all day.
1: <laughs> let Let me ask one more question for all of you, though. Is there anything good? Can we grab anything good about any of this other than 15 teams making million? I know it's 12 right now, but they're going to bring three more in 15 teams making bunches of money. Does it
0: help anything about football? Having a Monday podcast, seeing managers and ex players go at each other publicly. That's the only good to away from this.
2: I think still seeing the game in these moments coming together, like the solidarity between fan bases and, and, and clubs. I mean, it's, you know, we're so jaded, generally speaking, but it does show that we all are kind of part of the same big family. When push comes to shove, that's nice to see, I suppose. But I'm not sure how long it will last.
3: Big thing, a big thing that this has brought together is the country where I'm from, England. They've been fucking so divided for the past year or so with COVID, but this outrage of the Super League has brought everyone together and said a big fuck you and saying this is not happening
2: it's even worse than brexit it might
1: be the most positive thing uh, that's happened over the last couple of years that, that everybody's united against this
0: great yeah, yeah a global pandemic uh, health scares across the world racial injustice couldn't do it but hey don't mess with the <laughs> yeah, <point>.
2: exactly <laughs> that's a good point that's a really good point on that we should probably end it all right guys we're back on thursday as the uh, footy prime the podcast slash footy garage continues oh what times we live in cheers for listening